Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle. We are located in Kingston, New Jersey. We are a wealth management company. Today, I am really thrilled because we are joined with Jen McNellis. And Jen, I have known for many, many years. In fact, her mom and I are very close friends. But we began our journey and friendship together in a very unique way. But I could go on and on, and I'm not going to waste all your time, because Jen actually has a lot to share with us today. Jen is actually a product manager at a very large analytics firm. She lives in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I'm actually excited to have Jen here because I think once she shares her story, you'll know why we asked her to be a part of our podcast. Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Susan. It's great to be here. Um, I know you're up in Hoboken, and unlike many parts of the country that are listening, it's a little colder um, than we would want it, but, but we're managing. Um, Jen, I have known your mom for so many years, and I actually knew your mom as such a strong role model to both you and your sister, because I know that the three of you actually experienced quite a, a tragedy in losing your dad so suddenly and so unexpected at a very young age. I watched your mom overcome that adversity in, in such a strong and amazing way, but yet not a very, it was a very painful way. But then I also saw as she met your dad, who is um, your your current dad, who is a, a great, great guy and has become such a part of an intricate part of both you and your sister's lives. And I thought today there's other people that have gone through similar journeys and maybe if you could share with us some of the lessons that you learned and now as an adult woman have taken into sort of your work life and personal life through those experiences of not maybe the traditional growing up with mom and dad right on through until you leave home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't mind uh, mentioning a little bit more about that. Um, when it comes to my mom, though, I, I know that she's always been, you know, very humble but also very strong. So she probably doesn't even really fully realize that she has been such a role model in my life. And when we were hit with my dad passing away so young, I was only 14, my sister was only 10, so we were really still kind of young kids, if you, if looking back on it now. And, you know, it was very sudden, very unexpected, as you mentioned. And I do remember, you know, thinking through that time how, how weird it was to have such a shift like that and to have a to lose a parent at such a young age because I had always, you know, thought that I wouldn't lose my parents until maybe I was in my 50s, 60s, you know, many, many years down the road. And so when we were kind of hit with that shock, um, you know, my mom was obviously upset. All of us were, all of us were grieving. But one of the things that I know that she did was she went back to work um, relatively quickly after my dad passed away. And it was actually because she had accepted a job prior to him uh, leaving us. And, you know, at the time, I know some people had been asking her, maybe some older family members, like, oh, are you, you know, not going to take that job anymore? Are you going to, you know, stay home and just kind of be with the girls? And, you know, my mom thought about it for a little while, but I think she also realized that staying home like that, especially with my sister and I in school all day long, was not going to be good, and it wasn't going to be healthy for her. 
And so she actually did do kind of the harder thing, and she went back to work. And she worked uh, as a teacher because she had gotten her bachelor's degree in education. Um, She had graduated about six months prior to my dad passing away. And, you know, she was a teacher for the first time. She was learning the job, learning how to kind of get into that routine. And so as hard as it is, I just remember thinking, you know, when I was 14 and, you know, kind of just starting high school too, that as as much as you, you know, face adversity in your life and, you know, you can get the rug kind of ripped out from under you at times, I think it is really important to remember that you have to, you know, wake up every morning and try to get on with your day and try to do the things that are sometimes hard, but in the long run, it's going to help you not only, you know, in your professional life, but even just in your personal life, especially when you're, when you've experienced really, you know, a loss, something like that. You know, I, I sort of agree. And I remember so vividly as your mom was journeying through that. And one of her comments was the, the largest gift your father left her was he was such a supporter of her going back to school to get her education degree. And he mm-hmm. really was excited that she was going to start her new career. And that helped her in sort of thinking there was a reason that that I took those classes and there was a reason that I got my degree when I did. Neither one of them ever imagined that such tragedy would strike. But, but she could lean on the fact that he was such a supporter of her teaching and, and, and going back to work. You know, Jen, you grew up, um, both you and your sister, to me, to be very um, amazing young women that I know for a fact your mother is very proud of, and and I'm sure your father um, looks down upon you and is also very proud of you. But you also um, have a little bit of your mom in you in that you are um, very, very focused on achieving things and stepping out of maybe the comfort zone of most women. And you chose Mm -hmm. a career that was not necessarily something that a lot of women choose you went into software and web development um can you tell us when you what when was it that you decided you were going to do something like this and as other young women that are maybe thinking of careers like this what was it that appealed to you i know you change jobs um as women you know we we often start with jobs and sometimes i think one of our faults is we say well this is just the way it is and i have to put up with it um you really have some a very strong faith-based um view of life which i admire and um, I remember having conversations years ago and admiring the fact that you were thinking about making changes based on that. Can you talk a little bit about why you chose software development and web development and, and some of your previous mm-hmm. experiences? Absolutely. Uh, well, I had actually started really becoming interested more in graphic design. And um, this was really back, I would say, probably junior or senior year of high school. And the main reason I became interested in graphic design is because I actually just, I really liked art. I liked to draw, I liked to paint, and I liked to do a lot of, like, the fine art side of things. But I also knew um, on more of a practical standpoint that if I really wanted to major in art, you know, my, my career path would be a little bit, I guess, a little bit more unsure or unclear. And I know at the time, you know, when you're, especially when you're in high school, I remember, you're getting asked all the time, like, what do you want to major in? What school do you want to go to? What do you see for yourself in 5, 10, 15 years? And it was kind of like, I have no idea. (laughs) You know, I just know this is what I like right now. And as I started to do a little bit more research into what um, really graphic design was, I I started to become interested in that. And that's ultimately what I majored in. 
uh, when I went to college um, at Ramapo College of New Jersey. And so, you know, I went through school and, you know, out of school I did get um, a, a job as a graphic designer for, you know, my first job for about six months. And, you know, I started to realize as I was in that role that maybe this wasn't entirely what I thought it was or maybe this wasn't really for me. And I didn't really know exactly what to do at that point. I, I pretty much just um, started looking for, you know, other jobs after that. And um, it wasn't until really my second job um, out of school where I was working for um, Arc Mesa Educators. It's a small online education company, pretty much what we now call a startup, although we didn't call it a startup then because it was so long ago. Um, but I did learn a lot there because it was such a small uh, firm. And, you know, I learned things like being a customer service rep and answering phone calls and emails to, you know, doing a little bit more graphic design work, like making online interactive ads, and also doing other things like content management, which is where the, the software side of things started to come in. And, you know, things like a content management system and how to quality assurance test and how to get project requirements together. I was doing all of that, but those roles weren't really, you know, called out back then. So it wasn't until I started, you know, really kind of moving on to other jobs that I realized, oh, I actually, you know, did kind of get some of these skills early on, and now I'm kind of able to use those skills in some of these other positions that I was getting, you know, as, as time went on. Um, and then I did uh, start working as like a, a quality assurance tester, what we kind of call a QA tester now, where I was actually testing out uh, parts of the website or software that needed to just get a final check after the developers would actually create it. And um, I was kind of almost like the final final point before I said, okay, yes, this is working, or no, we need to you know, bring this back to the developers because there's like a few issues or things that we need to work out. And um, it was pretty much after I was doing that for about a year, um, there was a group within uh, the company that I was at at that point where they were starting to bring in um, business analysts and product managers. And those, that group started to interest me because they were really responsible for um, figuring out what all of that information was for any type of new project. So if it was something like um, a website redesign or we wanted to put a new type of you know, video player on a web page, the business analyst and the product manager would really be responsible for making sure all of that information or all of the things that we really needed to figure out was figured out before we actually brought this to our development engineer resources and also our designers. So I was kind of almost at that starting point, and I really started to um, enjoy it more and more as I worked in that role because um, I started out really just doing website redesigns. And, you know, I did that a little bit as a graphic designer, but then I took it to another level when I was actually able to say, okay, we want to do um, this type of redesign and we want to make sure that we have, you know, X, Y, and Z types of interactions, or if you click on this, this type of article opens up. So I was really able to, I guess, kind of, I don't want to say call the shots, but in a way, I did right. get to kind of call the shots on how, you know, things were supposed to be built. And then the most exciting thing for me was when eventually 
those changes went live on our production site. And then, you know, people, millions of people all over the world could actually see it. So that and was you know, like the and, coolest and as a, thing. And as, a woman, and as a woman with software and technology, to, to realize that it is a journey. I think that for young women or women thinking about going back to work with these interests, I think you're such a great role model that as a woman you can Thank you. take start small and then it's a journey, and it, it sounds like you really journeyed through, I can grow, and I can continue to grow. And, and I think as women, we have to remind ourselves that we, if we challenge ourselves and we say, that looks interesting, let me explore that. So I, I really commend you on, on that. And also for women that are listening that have granddaughters or daughters that might be interested in software and technology to see that you don't have to come out of college and get that first big job. You can, it's actually a journey until you figure out mm -hmm. and explore what you really like. Exactly. And I always actually like to tell people, too, that um, especially if I know relatives or, you know, friends who have uh, maybe sons or daughters who are just, you know, starting that, that college experience and they're starting to apply to different schools. Um, one of the things that I've, you know, I'm, I'm kind of living proof of it, is you don't necessarily have to major in something like computer science or math or one of like those STEM majors that you hear about in order to go into um, web development. I majored in graphic design. I actually <laughs> tried to steer away from a lot of math courses in college because, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> I yeah. am not an A student when it comes to math. I was more of like a high B, A minus area. But I always like to bring that up because I know a lot of times, and I still see this so many times when I see job postings um, that might be on LinkedIn or even within my own company too, there's always a job description where they're always listing out what they want the majors to be in based on you know what you have your bachelor's degree in. And I, I always find that just interesting because um, – I'm not the only person that I know who hasn't majored in, you know, something that's more on like a science, I guess on a science background. Um, I'm working where I am right now. I've known people who have majored in music, in drama, theater, who have just, you know, for one reason or another, started working in the same type of thing that I was doing, maybe within um, some type of technology company, and they started to pick up the skills along the way. Or maybe they decided on their own, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Let me take a coding class or let me explore some meetups that might be able to kind of educate me a little bit more without necessarily having to go back to school and get a second bachelor's degree. I, I can't agree so, with you more. You know, I, I, here I am running a finance company, and, and I started out as an elementary school teacher, and one of my first jobs was mm -hmm. a kindergarten teacher. So if a kindergarten teacher can – someday run a wealth management company. I guess there's hope for all of us. Um, Jen, I can't yes. <laughs> thank you enough because I think even the ending here, how you concluded, uh, don't always you know, limit yourself, uh, especially as women. Um, you don't have to be the best math student to go into to those fields um, was, I think, a real gift uh, for us to share today. Thank you, Jen. Um, we really appreciate mm -hmm. us, you joining us today. And thanks. Thank um, you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. And thanks for tuning in today, um, everyone, and the Women's Wealth, the Middle Way. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, Podbeam, womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. We'll see you in two weeks.